Okay, so welcome back to Wedding Capture Co, um, a podcast for wedding photographers and videographers. Um, in today's episode, we're going to dive into the processes and practicalities of shooting that morning prep. Um, in the episode, we're going to discuss whether groom prep is actually really important and also how worth it is shooting the details. Are you ready? Let's go. So we're in. Here we are. Episode 14. 14. It still, still blows my mind. I feel like I've said this in the last couple of episodes now, but it's still like now these numbers are starting to crank up. Like I still remember us sat next to each other in those first few, doing those first couple of episodes. Yeah, that weird setup. And here we, are, here we are now at episode 14. Is... We've grown so well. Uh, uh, we're loving hearing, by the way, that people were like messaging us and saying like, oh yeah, listen to the podcast and people listening on day one. We we're just talking off the pod about people messaging us being like, oh, love, those, love the podcast today. And me and Tom being like, uh, which one was it? <laughs> but I think it's, it, you know, what we've said all along is that that's kind of like we're loving doing this just for the fact that we get a day to kind of turn up, record a couple of episodes, hang yeah. out over lunch. Like we sat in the garden today, it's really nice, and someone's really annoyingly soaring now out there, which I'm <laughs> not loving. Um, but it's, yeah, just but those those comments that come in really is kind of a really good level of motivation for us, and just yeah. nice to hear that the time that we're putting in on the, or the, 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 the kind of the knowledge that we're sharing is really been appreciated. Or people are just liking having our voices there while they're editing or going about their wedding tasks as well. Is that, that's that's really really lovely to hear. And it's been nice, and it's been really cool. Just like once a month, like you say, just catch up and have yeah. a reason to do so. Like again, I found it quite difficult to catch up wedding supplies during the summer because everyone's got that everyone's busy and then when you're not busy it's that low level anxiety of like oh i should be editing so i probably shouldn't be catching up at a pub on a yeah. monday sort of thing but like we're sort of forcing ourselves to come and it just makes it like a bit more like it takes you away from that editing yeah and it that definitely yeah grind doesn't it like, i know obviously like oh we said in last of it, i shot wedding back to back this weekend and of my my editing part was looking pretty pretty stacked <laughs> up at the moment but if i was again if i was to have a day off i would feel pretty kind of like say guilty or kind of oh, I shouldn't be doing that to have to go and do this or say to go and see a friend but like kind of you block it out no today's podcast day in the diary yeah. it's you're still working aren't you though that is it, it I still feel like of, it I'm not at all chat, but it, like, you yeah. still kind of book it out in the same way that I'd book yeah, yeah. out a shoot or book out a client call or something so yeah, the time's definitely. dedicated and you still feel that you're putting putting something in yeah definitely and uh yeah so with that yeah, then we should jump straight in. Yeah, yeah. Let's we, straight we, in. we, we yeah, caught so. up quite a lot in the last episode. So I think if you're obviously if anyone that's new to the podcast here, we record um, our episodes in twos. We're not just tramps. We don't wear the same clothes uh, for two hours in a row. So we film a morning, have lunch, and then um, have an afternoon episode. So yeah, we did quite a lot of catching up on what we've been up to in the last one. Yeah. So I think, and that's um, another reason why it's been good. I think because we've released every other week. We'll yeah. just re record two in one day, and then we'll just release them across the month. And it's like it's quite nice to do it that way because we've been consistent over the summer. Yes. Like I. I think if we did every other week every week sorry we wouldn't be we probably wouldn't be here right now doing it still like we'd be exhausted Definitely. ourselves or yeah having a break so and i think also well there's something to be said about every other week isn't it i think you can have too much of a good thing or yeah hopefully we leave you wanting more Making that, you wait. That, yeah <laughs> having every every week to come around is we don't want to give it all away too soon so i thought this is a nice steady <laughs> pace some people that, have definitely said why have you not done any week here come on every week yeah. <laughs> i don't think we could do it i don't think we nah, could nah. not with just the two of us not the moment you'd have to have someone else to like tag in i think and say you know i was working two out of three donate to us on paypal and we'll do everything until the knowledge runs dry that's it but yeah, no, yeah. I think, so yeah um with all of that said i think today is going to be the second of our kind of like practical episodes i guess we did we probably should have looked what episode it was when we did it last so we did shoot in the evening didn't we quite early on in the numbers i reckon it was probably episode five or six maybe yeah we did an episode all about shooting the evening reception yeah um and then Today, we're going to talk particularly about shooting 
the morning preparations. And I've called it that because it's not always bridal prep. It tends to be bridal prep for me um, more than anything else. But occasionally, and for example, the wedding that I shot on Saturday, they actually wanted me to start with groom prep. So, mm. and a lot of the things that I would do would be similar as well, I guess, in that kind of morning prep. So that's probably the, the best thing to call it is just what yeah. you kind of do pre-ceremony in kind of yeah, that, everything that, that, lead, that lead from up turning up to the ceremony. until the ceremony starts is probably where we're going with this, isn't it? Yes. So, so I guess we, we could, the, the easiest way to talk about it to a degree is in kind of, is start at the beginning of, of the day and kind of in terms of timeline and work our way yeah. up to, you know, and then we'll wave goodbye to you at the end of the ceremony as, <laughs> as uh, at the end of the ceremony, okay. at the end of the episode yeah. as the ceremony would technically begin. Yeah. And I think this is really good well, as well from like, from the perspective of this podcast is that we wanted it to be one photographer and one videographer so that we could see how each other thinks about things as well. Yes. And, and for the photographers listening out there, you, you know, you might get a new perspective about how videographers look at the prep. And again, for videographers, you might get like listening to Tom, you might get an idea of how photographers look at, look at the prep in the morning sort of thing. Yeah. I think a lot of the skills and some of the things we're going to talk about, particularly with kind of positioning and lighting and stuff is that a lot of that's transferable and, yeah. and th those skills are just as handy, whether, whether you're shooting um, stills or video. So hopefully there'll, there'll be something in there from you that you can try at your next wedding and hopefully it makes a little bit of a difference. I think a theme is that the skills are transferable, but the focus is different, at yes. least in our case anyway. But and, yeah. and prep, I think, is a particularly good one when it comes to that. Because like, yeah. sometimes they can be quite still moments, or particularly when we talk about photographing details and things. There's That's becoming, I think, photographing details is becoming a lot more... You're seeing a lot more of that on Instagram now, and it's become a lot more prevalent or important in stills, where I know that you've got in the notes that details aren't something for you that you particularly rush to do. Yeah. To do loads yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll sort of, we'll get into it, but I only really do yeah. them when the photographer like does them in front of me. And I was like, oh, do you yeah. want to, but I won't make an effort to be like, oh, where's your, make, where's your um, perfume and where's your shoes and all yeah. that? Look, if it's there, I'll do it. But yeah. It's great because again, it's in terms of narrative, isn't it? That, that thing we spoke about, you know, time and time again is where, you know, if I'm building a gallery, I kind of need all of the hits along the way where you're only, only you're building a film so something which is quite static doesn't is not going to take it's not going to be that engaging to create that much real estate yeah in, in a movie yeah. it's interesting but yeah so in terms of well, right at the very beginning of the day whether we're going to a hotel then onto a church or a house and then on somewhere else or you're doing a purely single venue wedding where you'd go somewhere and then stay there all day um in terms of kind of uh, when when does that day begin for you so I would normally start three hours before the ceremony. Um, and that's what you mean, right? Well, yes, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so we stand they start three hours before the ceremony. If I'm on my own, I'll get there a bit earlier to capture some venue shots or something without having chatted to the... So I won't go there straight to the bride and have a chat. I'll go there, get some venue shots and that, and then I'll go and have a chat afterwards. Because then I sort of feel like I'm off the clock. I can relax, I can get my shots. Whereas mm -hmm. if I've gone and said hello half an hour early that's what we expect to me to be there and present so yeah. um that's yeah so three hours for me is enough time that i don't feel sort of rushed in doing anything so i feel like in that time providing everything's in one place i can get bride prep groom prep any details shots of the venue shots of the ceremony area i can say hello to suppliers and sometimes you'll catch up with a supplier you haven't seen in a while yeah. and if I was turning up two hours before and I was a supplier like oh have you been how's your season I'd be like no sorry I've got to go but if I'm yeah. turning up three hours before I feel like I've got a bit of time to stand there and be like catch up and things like that yeah and I think for all those those reasons that you've just said is if I could choose it anyway I always do like it when I have a one a one venue wedding where prep's yeah. on site yeah. and every, you know you don't move for the ceremony and onto the thing is you know well I'm sure we, we have said this in other episodes is that it's the travel 
gives me the most anxiety on a wedding, getting to a wedding. Like if I was at a wedding that was, yeah, most of my weddings this year haven't been too too bad, apart from the ones that have been abroad. Most of them have always probably been within an hour or an hour and a half of home. But yeah. I think if I was traveling, looking to travel much more than sort of two or three hours before a wedding to get there, I would go the night before, stay at, you know, Purple Palace somewhere near. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then so that I, I knew I wouldn't be late or leaving that much to chance in terms of getting to the wedding. Mm -hmm. Um and do it that way around. I think is yeah, there's, there's no feeling of being late or turning up flustered. Like I think yeah. I liked that. And that three hours again is pre COVID. I always used to go oh, two hours is plenty enough, but I was finding probably around some of those 2019 weddings. If I had a bride that was particularly on the ball, I could get there and well, they've just finished hair and makeup when you've got there. So you're having to ask the makeup lady to do some kind of like fake shots to get that or, Again, the videographer's been there an hour already and you kind of feel like, oh, he's in the good spot or everyone's kind of, they, they've had yeah. some conversation and warmed to him and you're kind of cutting in the conversation. So that's the other thing as well with us for three hours is that it, it tends to be like, if we turn up, we don't want to turn up after the photographer for that reason, yeah. I think, is, is that we don't, yeah, like we want to turn up around the same time so that we can both get to know. And that's why we insist on doing prep now is because I think I would as well yeah. I know like a lot of people when I or when I probably in the early days of my career you'd look at a half day people would always say I'll start at the ceremony and then finish a bit later in the evening but I think now not so much for the photographs that you take but in that terms of kind of bedding yourself in becoming familiar or then becoming familiar with you and desensitized to just keep looking at the camera when you first turn up and stuff yeah having that I would almost almost kind of insist that even if I didn't do the full three hours of prep on a shorter day, I'd still want to get there half an hour, an hour before the ceremony, just so I'm kind of around yeah, and people have got used to the camera before the ceremony starts. Yeah, because you don't want to turn up and everyone's like, oh, suddenly there's a photographer here in your face. Out and, of nowhere, yeah. 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 So I think that's, who are they? And, in yeah. terms of being there for that, that really helps. And so I started doing three hours during some of my COVID weddings, I was going probably three hours before, mainly because obviously they were cutting the evenings early. So in order to kind of give the most of my couples, I was starting a little bit earlier to still get those kind of hours of a full day in. Um, and I found that they, even just that extra hour in the morning, it just, I just felt so much less rushed and stressed that, you know, if mum wants to fuss and make you a cup of tea or have a chat about this or whatever, you've got time to spend and do that because you're not thinking, well, she's been addressing 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Or again, if you're at a venue, you want to wander off and, you know, go and fly the drone to get some venue shots or just to go and see how the ceremony room, ceremony space is coming together. You're not dipping out of that and missing something else there because you can kind of do all those things. Yeah, you've got time for that. In that. Yeah, and I think... Yeah. I always feel that that sets the mood for the rest of the day as well, is that if you rush in and you're rushed and you come in like an absolute tornado. You come like, in like, where's your details? Yeah, where's this? Where's that? Yeah. Da, da, da. And they, they've had a really lovely chilled morning, like listening to music, getting yeah. their hair done, drinking their champagne. And say so you come like a tornado through the bridal prep. <laughs> I need this. I need that. Get your dress now. Where's dad? That like, they're like, he's a dick. You can kind of spread out started. if you've got that time as well. Like we yeah. tend to spread things out. We'd be like, hello, how you doing? Everything like that. And then, and then we'd be like, they're like, do you want anything from us? Like, no. And then like half an hour later, where's the dress like yeah so, so they you, don't, it's not coming in and being like where's the dress yeah you get that perception of of kind of just being more chilled out and yeah, that sets yeah. the mood then especially you know like, i know that both of us kind of operate in a much more kind of relaxed yeah kind of you know laid back informal kind of approach is that it sets that tone as well with still getting everything else that you need and i, yeah. I find less flustered a lot less flustered during the day if i do get there and have that kind of time for everything to happen it doesn't always go yeah. sometimes other things run over and make you late but at least you feel that you've been there and you've, you've seen that coming. Like if you wander into a bridal prep at the last minute and hair's running an hour behind, mm. you've got absolutely no visibility on that at all. And so then you're panicked, they're panicked, and it just makes the whole day kind of 
you know that vibe that we talk about is, is gone isn't it because the yeah. bride's in prime panic mode of yeah. I'm not going to be ready in time <laughs> oh this and then, and then yeah I've got, a whole, I've got a whole section about this because this has been a pain point for us this year um, is just people being late and it just it really really affects the video and the, the, the what gets captured basically based on the way we work and how we need to get to the ceremony area and that but we'll, we'll get to that once we get to a bit later um in the morning i just want to give my opinion on like on the whole prep in houses i i really try and avoid prep in houses where possible fair enough it's up to the bride and groom where they get ready but i do think it's just it it never seems as good like a lot of the time I don't really think it adds to the story. Like there are times where, like you've mentioned before, that you find that you go to the fridge magnets in the calendar yeah. and you'll get those small little things about their house that makes it a more personal gallery to them. But I think for the most part, it's um it just doesn't doesn't work out. Like they haven't cleaned a certain yeah. part of the room or, you know, it's it's very, very central to who this couple are. Like I've I I did one where they were renovating the house and they hadn't cleaned it and it was just like a whole mess and it like it was really like it was hard not to get anything in the background so we were shooting everything yeah. at a one point four because like I I could have gone in there and like moved everything but I'd have been there forever so yeah. it just we had to really be very specific about what we were filming and I just think if you went into a room which was like cur- even though most mm-hmm. hotel rooms and these venue like prep rooms aren't amazing yeah it's still like you kind of know what you're getting. You can, you can find a window, you know there's going to be a, a relatively neutral balance to the, the light and the carpets and whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's- I think also, and there's something I've forgotten about to put my notes, which I'll talk about now, is like you said, I, I know that we spoke about that in one of the episodes of, I really like the, the payoff of going to a house is that house is steeped in stuff and things there might yeah. be a picture of the of the bride as a baby on the mantelpiece or their graduation photo or say there's a, the, the dates marked on the calendar and i like all those little bits yeah but for every little bit that that gives you it always means that you've got to travel yeah at the other end and when you say if that bride's running 10 15 minutes late with hair she gets into her dress late they're like oh it's fine we haven't got to leave here till this time yeah but you i need to be away probably 10 minutes before they do and you probably do even longer than that so yeah. it means if things are running late it's highly probable that they're not going to be in their dress before you leave Yeah. in order to not make yourself late for the ceremony. Where if you're at a hotel and it's a walk downstairs because it's a hotel wedding or they've got room on site, it's a lot easier than that. Yeah, and, and I've it feels found, like it's less stressful on their end and your end as well. Definitely. And, yeah. I've, and I've found, you know, kind of moving into like shooting details and stuff is that if you're in a hotel and it's like a chain hotel, for the most part, every hotel room on your floor will look the same. Yeah, and the amount of times that I've wandered down the down down the hallway, realised oh, well, they're they're in their room, but the room toward two doors down is getting made up because the housekeeper's in there. Yeah, and I've literally just gone out and said to the housekeeper, "Can I just borrow that room for ten minutes when you're finished?" Yeah, or Can a family just, member's got yeah. a room. Or well, they've got a room. Yeah, no one's in here. Yeah, and just do that, and they've gone. Oh yeah, it's fine. As long as you don't like, kind of move anything. Yeah, and I've managed to grab the details and the dress. Yeah. and take it into the room next door, which is just the empty version of the room they're room using. Room. Yeah. And it looks exactly the same visually. Yeah. It looks exactly the same as their room did when they checked in. So consistency-wise, it still looks the same. But again, you've got room if you want to lay your details out, hang your dress up somewhere. That's you know, you're not hanging the dress over the window that the hair, make, the hair and makeup lady's using to get her natural light from. Or yeah. you're not getting a glow from their ring light or something. Or there's not, you know, a bridesmaid trying to do whatever in there. You've literally Clean got a room and, yeah. to kind of just work. Yeah. And also just grab a minute for yourself as well. Like I find sometimes going into a hotel room with you know six bridesmaids mum in there like hair it's intense they're they're noisy they're quite intense spaces and quite overwhelming spaces sometimes where 
to let alone kind of survive in those areas, let alone create in those can be yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. So to be able to just go into the room kind of next door and have 10 minutes to go, yeah, I can lay my stuff out. I can do this. Have a little breathe, compose. Yeah. I find that that really, really helpful sometimes. I imagine in a way that helps people get used to you as well because it's similar to what I would do where like, I'd sort of walk into a room, say hellos, and then sort of like maybe leave for a bit afterwards. Yeah. Let them be like, oh, you got a videographer, did you? And have their little thing and then come back in. And like by then they've already sort of had a discussion. About yeah, and it. you don't get that with a house either. Yeah, no. So you, you, you're, you're in there, you're you're in house, face, like, say, yeah. if you're going to a venue, you do go, oh, I'm going to wander to the ceremony room. I'm going to say hello to that supplier. Yeah. Where if you're at their house, they feel the need to host you. And my mum's like, oh, do you want some breakfast? Do you want some tea? Yeah. But then you're kind of just, you're there. And that's it. And, you, yeah, and yeah. for better or worse you can't have they you can't give them those little pockets of time which i think they need yeah like because three hours just to be camped out with the bride is a long time solidly yeah, exactly because you, yeah, you feel, can't just go off to the ceremony area and quickly yeah. get a shot or something you have to stay there with them pretty much and i feel time. like when i do my final calls with couples i often kind of like r remind them of that and go don't worry like i'm not i'm not going to be with you that whole three hours yeah like just camped out while you're having your hair <laughs> makeup done you know with the, with the lens pointed at you and the travel thing is is a pain like I, we we shoot with two shooters and when we get to when we've got two shooters like when it's me and kate together we'll say to the couple um you know we're more we're much more likely to do groom prep if there's two shooters mm -hmm. definitely if it's, in, if it's in the same location we'll definitely do groom prep if if they're getting ready at a house and the groom's getting ready at another house then you've got a third place which is the venue i'll like i'll try and either talk them out of it or i'll try and get away where there's less travel involved yeah so like um if that if for example there's two different places bride and groom and getting married um sorry getting ready i would drop kate off with the bride normally then i'd go and film the groom then i go back to back to the bride because usually the, the groom always needs to be at the ceremony earlier than the bride yeah yeah so that, and also there's marginally less would you say to do you know with, yeah, with the guys it's yeah. literally maybe a few details of some cufflinks and a watch yeah uh, getting ready shot by the window him a couple of him and the lads sinking a beer before they go that's and done. There's, what you need. there's not yeah. mass, there's not usually yeah. i'm saying usually obviously yeah, there are instances where it's not the case but there's not you know hair that's and makeup to be done with yeah. grooms and stuff or um, they want to get to the pub to have to have a drink or two before yeah, the they ceremony yeah. yeah and sometimes that can be even be done at the venue so we'll either say like well so for example this has happened the groom is like 20 minutes away from the bride i'll say look i'm going to be driving to the groom i'm going to be getting 10 minutes of footage and we're driving back so i'm going to be driving for 40 minutes for the sake of 10 minutes which yeah. is realistically in your film going to be 30 seconds if that basically i say if i if you leave it till we get to the venue we can get shots of you there and that's 40 minutes extra i get to film other yeah. things at other places right and some people say no and they're, they're still just happy to go ahead um and and have that and some people are like, oh, actually that's a that's a really good point and that will help you i think as a bit of experience and advice that would just saying that will help you relieve a bit of stress in the morning especially if you're a solo shooter again i am a solo shooter i've always been a solo shooter so i think for the, the most part it's not often that I will ever do both preps. The only time it happens, or it's happened more probably that I've had to try and I've try and do it, which I've been happy to do it, is um, over the last couple of years, I've, been, I've I've shot quite a few same-sex weddings. So obviously as a solo shooter, I've had to try and do yeah. two bridal preps in the same amount of time. Yeah. But then with those instances, most of the time, the brides and grooms, or brides and brides, um, have been 
in the same hotel and then just been on a floor apart or a few yeah. rooms apart so you do the same thing where you just dash between yeah. and you're almost odd because you end up doing like oh some makeup with them and they're going to make up with them and then yeah. oh they're going to give gifts and you rush back and do gifts with them and then so you can't do everything twice I which i found really quite quite, yeah. quite fascinating yeah, yeah. that they're all in the same place but you know I, I normally tend to say for the same reasons that like you said if if it's like a normal kind of bridegroom wedding is that normally the groom's not fussed about prep or if i would always push to say well you know the, the bride normally gets the better deal if that's the case if there's, yeah. a, if there's a prep room on site the bride's normally in it rather than the groom going, well i want that from, from, from my mates yeah yeah so but also again if you're at a venue like that most of the time the flowers get dropped off at the bride the buttonholes are at the venue so a lot of times for me in kind of photo is all I need before the ceremony is I would like to just have some shots of both of them so that they can yeah. both see how each other was feeling. Yeah. But for me to catch up with the groom at the venue and then just some shots of his best man pinning his buttonhole on, you know, maybe a little shot of them stood around by the bar together or a little a little portrait of him by the window straightening his tie and wiggling his cuffs. Yeah. That's exactly what I'd get a groom prep. Yeah. But I've done it at the venue, which will probably look nicer than the house they're getting ready in. Because yeah. let's be honest, like we're blokes. If you get six blokes in a hotel room all trying to put stuff on, it's yeah, just going to be B.O. farts yeah. and <laughs> coat hangers everywhere. Yeah. So it's nicer to do that at the venue. Normally the groom gets like the darkest room as well in yeah. like, prep venues and stuff. So yeah. I always try and find that there's that's my way of kind of shoehorning some kind of groom prep yeah. shots in without it being and that I think way. that's what groom prep probably needs to be there, yeah. there's an argument for oh yeah someone can stay with the groom and get the whole thing but I don't really think it's needed for a lot of occasions and I think the only thing that kind of excites me as well is I've never done a wedding with two grooms yeah. I've done my share of same place wedding with two brides yeah. where so it's normally that one of them will go oh no I don't want photos of me getting ready you go to the other mm. or they both want both I'd be very interested to see if you did a two groom wedding they both want whether the there would be an argument that one of them would particularly want the prep yeah. or they or neither of them would be fussed and go I'll just catch up with us for yeah. short amounts of time and yeah, I, I do wonder if some of that is like a gender thing whether it's that idea of maybe like the brides like that idea of hanging out with their, their team and stuff. But then, yeah. like you say, they went just shot on Saturday. The bride was very much known. I was like the idea of me, if you've been around, like she was like, she's like, I'll be too stressed as it is. If you around, you'll probably make me more nervous. Yeah, yeah. Where the groom was like, oh no, I quite like the idea of, oh, you know, cool. me and my brother having like dueling ironing boards, like kind of like getting our trousers ready and yeah, yeah. this and that. So I did, went and did like 40 minutes worth of groom prep. So by the time I got to the venue where the bride was getting ready, hair and makeup was done. Yeah. I literally did some little details and then she was pretty much in her dress touches, whilst I was yeah. doing those. Yeah, so yeah. It was, I still felt that I, I almost did the reverse. So I got the final little bits of her at the venue that I'd normally do with the groom. Yeah. And then he got them. So I still used the time the same way it was just it's just quite odd that that's in the minority for me that there's a groom that normally is really wanting that getting ready and yeah, the bride the just like, and the oh, bride no, not focus on the bride sort of yeah. thing yeah yeah i'm not i'm not completely again i i actually really enjoy getting some sort of groom prep i just think that hey, it's not worth the traveling and so sometimes i'll even turn down weddings with that many locations if it's two houses a church and a venue if i've got weddings either side i might just say no because like i know it's going to be stressful for video I feel like it's a lot more stressful because we're packing up stuff, we're putting it back down and it's like it's a whole other level and I just sometimes I'm just like, do you know what? No, I'm not doing yeah. that. Um, but at, if it's all in one place, I'll, I love doing groom prep because like you say, it, I want to I want to see them both in the morning. I don't want the first three minutes of the video just to be bride. Or also even that, first, like, you know, all the things that you said as well, it's being around from that three hours before it so that the bride and the bridesmaids kind of, who obviously the bridesmaids hopefully or a lot of times have never met you before the day, yeah. kind of feel at ease with you. I wouldn't want the first experience the groom to have when you on the day is you sticking the camera in his face as his bride walking down the aisle. Yeah, is to yeah. have that little bit of forward just to say hello, how are you feeling? Yeah. And kind of, you know, introduce yourself or it's not, if you've only met on Zoom, kind of, 
nice to see you in person and have, have that little bit of kind of a little bit of fluff with them before yeah, like, you really get into the day goes a long way i used to do weddings without prep so i used to have a package without prep i got rid of it because i hate it like it was the worst thing just rocking up just setting up for a ceremony and just being there first time you see the bride is when she walks down the aisle afterwards you have to be like oh congratulations like yeah. nice to meet you and it's, it's, it's really like, awkward it's so yeah. strange and then no, by then it, the photographer yeah. already has a well good relationship with everyone because they've done pr- all the prep in the morning and I have none and, and you feel like you're, really you're pushed out to the edges so already yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's okay to be it, selfish yeah. as well isn't it yeah, to yeah. go I need that for me to feel involved and that two hours I'm spending in the morning will definitely pay me back for the other eight oh, hours of the day that it's yeah. worth wanting to do that definitely so you, with photography like there's a lot of focus on detail and stuff right so what would you do in terms of detail when you see so, so what I always tend to do is I'll always arrive my three hours before and probably for that first ten minutes I'm there I'll never walk into a room even if I've shot the venue first with my cameras out I'll always make sure my cameras are back in my bags. When I walk yeah. in, I'm walking this human Tom who can come in, kind of shake hands, hug, say hello to everybody, rather than literally as soon as the person opens the door, the camera's there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you kind of enter, you kind of introduce yourself as a human. Once I get in, um, it all depends what's going on at that moment. Like if I go in and the bride is in hair, we'll have a little chat first, and then I'll try and grab her on the changeover between hair and makeup so that I haven't got to stop what the hair lady's doing for her to gather her stuff for me. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, while you're up, can you just go and get me your shoes, your perfume, your jewellery yeah. or whatever? Or if she's not even started hair and makeup yet, I'll say to her probably fairly soon after those kind of pleasantries are exchanged, oh, before you get into something else, Now's a good time. can you yeah. just literally get the box of your shoes in it, stick your perfume in it, any jewellery that you're not already wearing or you'd like photographed if you've got I'm finding more and more now people have bought an invite with them yeah. and they want that kind of laid out with the kind of detail shots and the flowers yeah the invite um, is becoming a thing yeah, yeah. But, uh, very much this year as well I've never yeah. had it before I think this year I've had three or four where they've gone oh well I've brought our safer date and I've brought the invite I'd like yeah. that as a kind of like a flat lay with my details it's quite an interesting thing that I think I think so yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's a more American influence that's now yeah, I think it must which be. I quite like it's good I, think I really like it in yeah, terms yeah. of using using those in the gallery for like opening slides and stuff because it's got their names on it and a nice font yeah. and stuff like that most always... people have an invite whereas sometimes you'll be like you've got your details no jewellery no nothing and he's like kind of like oh okay just get shot your flowers but... yeah it can be a really or sometimes yeah. like if you have yeah like a bride with kind of a sorry looking like silk bouquet and then like some kind of shoes that they've not bought just for the day and they're kind of a bit scuffed and a bit kind of like warped it can, yeah, it can yeah. be a bit of a sorry shop but at the same time I do really like for someone that does very little setup stuff, yeah, that's probably one of the most setup things that I do of the day. Is I do tend to wander the venue with, yeah, you know, or the house at least with yeah. kind of the shoebox under my arm with stuff balanced on it, and then try and find like a puddle of light Something, somewhere, yeah. or get a chair or a stool. Yeah, chairs um, always good in a, a hotel. For me, a classic yeah. is is the bedside table. Just yeah. take the phone off of it and chuck it on the bed. I know for video, it's probably really bad because of the white balance differences. Yeah. But even I'll sometimes, if they've got like a cool looking lamp, just whack the lamp on, flowers and shoes up on on the bedside mm. table, and I like that warm glow. That yeah, you know, yeah, for me, it's a bit of a get out of jail. If, you, if you're in a hotel room with one window, yeah. And you can't get the daylight puddle. You can't get the window because everyone's gathered around it. Yeah, you've yeah. got to go somewhere. Yeah, I, I, yeah, not a massive fan of the, the whole lamp situation, but by a window is good because you get that sort of fall off and you, you get a little bit more of a, like a, you know, part of it's quite nice and bright and then it goes into a bit bit of darkness and, and I like that, that sort of texture for, for Yeah, you're almost building an atmosphere, aren't you? Yeah, like that's yeah, that real building, direct yeah. light that you can kind of, yeah, put the flowers in it because they're not a smooth surface yeah certain flowers pop more than others and you're creating something quite dynamic yeah definitely yeah quite easily so i'll do that and so quite often i say on a chair or a stool or move it around um and then also but for the dress 
I don't always photograph the dress. I know you were saying at the start that you don't always shoot details unless yeah. someone's laid it out. But for me, I think sometimes that can be even more difficult than finding somewhere to... Yeah, so I was going to talk about this as well. Yeah, the mm. dress is, is, uh, is often the hardest thing to find a place for, right? Yeah. So speci specifically, again, in houses, there's not very many places to put it where it's going to look good. And so you might as well just not take it. Yeah. Like sometimes I feel like it may, may be a bit easier for photographers to find a spot because you can turn the camera around and do portraits. Yes. Whereas I feel like I've got to find somewhere where all of this, all the left side and all the right side has to be clear or good frame. Whereas you can just find somewhere where the vertical frame is good. Yeah. But Very much it's so, yeah. still, if there's no point, if you can't find a good spot, there's no point in taking it, I don't think. And still, uh, for me as well, I think all of what I want to do is try and make something engaging but something which looks good yeah. and a lot of times the easiest place to hang a dress is, is on the is on the curtain rail in front of a window yeah and for the same reason like we were speaking about this at lunchtime about people wanting to take photos of you on their iphone and they also think the best place to stand is is with their back to the sun against the door yeah if you're trying to hang a dress over the only light source in the room yeah. unless that dress really is a hard. killer silhouette or yeah. is like super lacy and the light comes through you've it, got this bright room where it reflects it's, it's, it's just not an interesting shot and no. sometimes i think unless i've got like again, you're at like a barn venue where they've got a really cool like bridal set yeah, I've cool. got that nice or a separate whole room or say the, the high hooks or somewhere yeah. that you can do that. Yeah. I would rather not photograph a dress. And also, some of the best dresses look awful on hangers. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. The ones that have got these kind of like floaty shoulders, when you put them on, they just kind of look a bit limp. Yeah. Or the ones that are backless and they've got like the detail in the back is amazing, but you can just see those like pink boob cups in them from when, yeah. they're, when they're not on a yeah. person. Especially on the, when you put it in front of a window and it's just like dark boob cups. Yeah. And like, you kind yeah. of think like, well, that dress is going to be on them all day. <laughs> so if it's going to look, not look great hanging up, surely our goal is to make things that look visually appealing. Yeah. And if it's not going to look great, I'd rather not include that shot in the gallery. That's just one of those like, oh, you know, you've got to do a dress shot at a wedding though. Because yeah. I, I feel really bad when I don't get it. But I say to couples, like, and I'm, I literally say to couples, I don't promise to get any mm. shots unless you specifically yeah. ask for any. And nobody would ask, ever ask for the dress shot. Because to them, it doesn't really, really mean yeah, that they much won't go, unless yeah. it's on them, you know? Yeah, exactly that. I think, or they won't go, oh, that's missing in the same way that if you didn't include the first kiss or whatever. Yeah. Well, my dress shot isn't it's there. not the thing, is it? And um, this, this leads on quite nicely to my opinion on details as a videographer. I don't think any I mean again this is opinion and people's styles are different I don't think anyone should be focusing on details as a videographer like I think it if the photographer's got some good detail shots why do you need to be going in and getting a shot of the same thing but for video and putting that in now one it can tell a story so fine get a shot of it but like put the slider away put the gimbal away like don't be trying to set up these fancy things like I've seen these the moment you're doing this like detail shot over here and setting everything up you're missing like some actually really authentic moments that could be quite nice for video happening inside the room. And for photography, I don't think that matters as much because those detail shots are quite important in photography. And they're quite quick. Yeah. But for video, you've got a, you know, it, you might be setting it up yourself or you, maybe you've, you've tried to get a slider out or something. It's just a whole thing. And I feel like you should be focusing on the movement that's happening inside while the photographer is getting those bits up personally but I think that's a very good way and I've seen I think it was even last night I was on Instagram and it came up on these reels like how to get an epic ring shot at a wedding and it was like <coughs> them oh, like man. spraying some water on yeah. a table and like spinning the ring so as you paid through it they're like like spiral down together and it's like yeah in the finished shot of that it looks really cool yeah. but it's like unless you're using that for like a set transition or I would still have the fear that I'm going to spin that ring it's going to ping off under the bed <laughs> or something or yeah. you know there's a lot of the things in those 
the reason that I photograph details is a lot of those things are quite precious objects to the couple. It could be like, you know, like a grandma's handkerchief or whatever, or there's, you know, like a ring that's been inherited that they're, you know, there's something borrowed for the day that you're kind of almost pedestaling those images or those things yeah. rather than in video looking for movement in them. And like, trying to make it something it's not. Surely the better shot is the bride putting the bracelet on or mm. the earrings yeah, in exactly. rather than laid on a surface for, yeah. for video anyway, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, and it takes so much time like to do something like that and set up that shot with the spinny thing and then spin in the ring and then you've got to put the spray and probably light it in a way that the spray is visible and things like that like that's probably taken even 10 even if that takes 10 minutes that's still that's too long that yeah. you're spending on a detail shot in my opinion so and having the space to do so the yeah. level of everything lining and I guarantee up guarantee that that person from that route or that couple would yeah. missed out on like some really nice moments there. almost 100 percent. Yeah, yeah i would say so yeah so i yeah so i never really focus on detail like I just say to photographers, look, if you're doing it, I'll quickly get a shot of it. If you're not, I'm not going to bother, probably. And I think at this point as well, before we move on talking about details, is um, I want to share a story now because for me and Chris, probably one of the first times we worked together, like we did, we had an instant, it's not an instant, a very close shave with a dress, <laughs> shall we say. Yeah. And this is the reason now that I don't move dresses. Or I'm very anxious to move mm. dresses, particularly out of the vicinity. It definitely gave me a kick, to be fair. <laughs> out of the, out of the, the, you know, like you see those shots of people like hanging dresses on trees and out in like outdoor venues or like yeah. from the gate or. Yeah, like I used to take so. before that. I used to take the dress outside. I'd be hanging it from trees. Mm. I'd be like going everywhere. And I think like the scope of stuff for that to go wrong. Yeah. If it doesn't work, like, the level of disaster could would give me the fear. But anyway, this this one all worked well in the end, but it was very very. Close shave, should we say? So we were working at a hotel venue where they have kind of two levels of rooms, don't they? Yeah. And there was like kind of what's the word? almost like a landing. You could you could look through. There was kind a of like gaps. With some stairs down, but there's yeah, a bit of balcony. And wasn't you there, could situation. look down and you could see the rooms, the rooms below, below yeah. or the corridor below. And so we were in one of the upstairs room, and we decided I'm not going to let it blame on you. But we decided <laughs> that there was nowhere in the, in the in that room to, to photograph the dress sufficiently. And because this corridor was kind of wide, with like say like corridor each side mm-hmm. and like these bits in the middle, we could hang the dress over one of these landings with the window like coming through from like the roof. It was yeah. really ethereal, really cool, and super symmetrical. So we move the dress, hang it up there. You're taller than me. You lean in, put it over. Yeah, that looks straight. I managed to get my stills. You start to do yours. And then with that, we hear the door go downstairs and then looked over and the groom had walked in with his dad because his dad's room was on the below floor. He just walks right underneath the dress. And literally, I remember looking at you like, why, like, why does my eyes go? And literally like going, do not say a word. Because if we'd have made a noise... If you talk, he's looking up. He'd have looked and up. It. And then his wife's dress that he'd not seen and was a massive surprise would have been hanging right above him. So literally, me and Chris literally no. just took a step back. Yeah, yeah. Stayed deadly silent. Which for someone that talks as much as I do is a really <laughs> hard thing. And watch the dad or his dad and the groom walk straight underneath his wife's dress having this conversation about whatever was going on like their kid's nappy or whatever because they were looking after in the morning and then went into their room and I don't think I've ever had such a loud sigh of relief in, 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 my, in my life it's so tough isn't it and like you say that, that now that's made me think something of like oh no I need to be more careful with that but, so I, there's a few times where I've taken the dress out since then but I'll, I'll make sure now to get someone like a bridesmaid with me to stand wherever the people yeah. are going to be I think that's the lesson learned from that. But yeah, I don't take him outside anymore. I think in one more kind of funny confession as well, the only other thing that I've done like that once, which was really, really, really funny, is, well, it was funny. It wasn't funny at the time, but I laugh now, is I shot a wedding um, for a couple who had a really, they got ready at her mum and dad's house. And the house was really, really lovely. And it was so lovely in the fact that their house was double fronted. And in the front window, they had like a study or like a snug. Yeah. So you walked in, it had like a wall of books 
like all books and a big yellow wing back chair in the window. Yeah. So I was like, oh, the light coming through Class, the windows yeah. onto the yellow chair. It looks so nice. <laughs> With all the books behind, it looks so like kind of dramatic. So I went and gathered all the details, got her veil, laid it down the back of the wing back chair, yeah. put the flowers in, the rest of it, taking these really cool photos, the light's hitting the yellow, the colours popping. The maid of honour comes in and was like, oh, what are you doing? What, what, what have you used the chair for? You can't use that chair. That's whoever's chair. And I was like, what? What have I done? It turns out that the mum and dad own a black Labrador. And he sits in this yellow wingback chair and looks out the window. And obviously he'd gone to like doggy daycare because the bar was getting ready there. We lifted this veil up and the underside of the veil was covered in long black dog hair. And she was like, the bride can't see this. The bride can't see this. And we had to get a lint roller and lint roll the absolute hell out of this veil. (laughs) I couldn't see on the edge. I put it on. I was was so bamboozled by this cool light and these books and stuff that we had to literally lint roll the life out of this veil. Never told That's the bride. So funny. She didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. But it's a secret that me and the me and this maid of honor are gonna to carry to the grave. And again, all was well. But I love the little things where you're just like, yeah, I'm just not gonna say anything. It's like, like just, just don't just don't say anything. It's yeah, fine. it's not worth it. And that was yeah, that was probably a good few years ago. Probably a similar amount of time to maybe when the dress happened. And it's only on Saturday I smashed one of the decorations and then went, oh yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've gone off pregnant straight into confessions. <coughs> it's only a few episodes ago I was talking about smashing a load of. Yes, you walk backwards into the Prosecco glasses, yeah. No, this time I knocked over some of the ceremony decorations. (laughs) Um, I was filming some groom prep, which I I basically told him, I don't, like, it's not a great idea to come to the pub, so let you come here, I'll do it in the ceremony area in front of a window. So the ceremony area was already set up, there's a white carpet there. Long story short, at a previous wedding, I'd been told off for standing on the white carpet so I've been, I'm trying to like edge around the white carpet and I've hit straight into one of those glass things that holds the candles and loads of water oh yeah the floating candles in the yeah of loads of water straight into one of those it's gonna smash water everywhere oh. and there's petals all down the side of the, the thing and they're soaking wet and the worst bit is about like five minutes before that she was like laying out the petals like individually, individually and that and I was like it must take so much work to make this look good and she's like yeah but honestly we've been here for hours or whatever and then like five minutes later I'm smashing it up bring on the flood (laughs) honestly I felt I was so red I felt so bad lucky that the photographer I was absolutely on it like he went straight away and got some things and he was like no you do like the groom prep stuff because he wasn't that bothered by it and I'll clean it up and like so nice about it and then like the um, venue decorators were still there and they were lo- 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 sort of lovely about it as well. They're like, I oh, don't worry, really happens all the time. I was like, I'll pay you, don't worry. I guess the baby, I always think that when you see like kind of those like candle vases on aisles yeah. and a guest always walks into one or someone like nearly gets yeah. set on fire or yeah. something always gets knocked over. There's tons of them. Gonna, like, I could not, you could not. No one ever learns. They still always put them on the floor as yeah. well. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was an interesting story. I've just had really bad luck. They were smashing uh, this year. Like, smashing. That goes to show none of us are perfect, and these things happen. So <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna if we can pass on some cautionary tales that maybe will help you think twice before you yeah. move through prep. The embarrassment um, makes for a good story afterwards. That would be anyway. yeah, it does. And again, it, no, no one died. No, no, no dresses were harmed in the making of this podcast, <laughs> and it was all fine. So yeah, once I've got through details, they've got through hair and makeup. Um, kind of where where would you look to do next in prep? Is there any other kind of real big moments that you no, not really. To be honest, most of my most of my makeup stuff is natural. But if the makeup artist decides it's a great idea to do it in a dark corner with the ring light, I'll be I'll yeah. afterwards be like, is it okay to do some fake ones over by this window? Like you do you here, make sure it's all done yeah. the way you want. But can we then go to a window and do fake ones? So I'll set up a chair, put the bride on it, and Perfect. get them to do um, the fake up stuff. And actually, again, usually only if it's not working out where they want to do it, sort of thing. 
Um, other than that, we don't really set anything up. Like you've got the um, like the gown shot, which some people want, yeah. um, which I understand. And like sometimes, if the photographer's more of a stationary sort of vibe, then I'll and like to say smile at the camera. Then we'll we'll chime in and be like, oh, now look at each other, do a cheers, whatever. Because I think people's natural reaction when a photographer does do, do a cheers is they'll just stare at the camera and go cheers. Yeah. And like me, me and Kate are just like, no, that doesn't work. Can, just, can we just looks, get you just yeah. looking at each other and cheers with each other as if just imagine we're not here, just stand in the line. Do I love them. It's amazing. Oh, people do normal things. Like they're perfectly fine until they yeah. think there's been a photo involved and they just like lose the ability to be a human. Yeah, they go full like Barbie doll face, <laughs> just like smiling, just at the camera while doing a cheers. And it's like, no, this is not working. Just so yeah, every now and then we'll we'll chime in with that. Um, but pre-dress, um, yeah, we're not already doing anything too yeah. dramatic, setting up was. I think the same. Once I've kind of got some shots of hair and makeup and kind of got my details done, that would probably be the case. That at that point, I'd probably nip off and go and do some ceremony room stuff, see how that's coming yeah. on. And then when I come back, I think I always like to, I, I never want to be bossy in any situation, but kind of make sure that we are keeping to time so that, that things are moving along. So if you know you kind of liaise with hair and makeup and go, look, are you looking that you are going to be ready at this time? Yeah. Or if the bridesmaid sometimes I find look to you and go, but when should we get in our dress? What should we do? Because they don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of then go, because I've, I've hopefully taken a photo of the dress, go, oh, well, I've seen the dress. The dress is a corset back. I know a corset back takes longer to get into than that. So yeah. you probably want to start to get into your dresses at this time. So then that the bride can get into hers at this time. And that will still give me enough time to do, you know, kind of photos and reveals before your interview. And they kind of look and go, okay. Like they're almost looking for somebody with a plan. Yeah. Because a lot of times you've liaised with the bride about schedule, but they've not been included in that. So it's quite nice to kind of have some, just kind of let them know that you're kind of thinking of them or knowing where you need to be yeah. rather than going, you should have been in your dress 10 minutes ago. Why aren't you mm-hmm. like see that coming from half an hour off yeah, definitely. and yeah. go, well, maybe, you know, if you need to do this, maybe get that done now. Um, and that's kind of really then leading into the whole, the dress kind of the, the pot putting on of the dress, I guess. This has become a pain point this year for us. So uh, yeah, I think this, this is sort of towards the end of prep, right? But this is a, a pain point of, so we say to couples, um, and I saw this on the, the uh, wedding video group the other day, like, what do you do if the couple's late, uh, the bride's late for a thing and you need to be at the ceremony at a certain time to set up? Because obviously, as videographers, we've got a lot to set up. Of course, yeah. And um, so tripods and cameras and microphones. And also not just that, the way we advertise ourselves, we want to be there to capture like the groom greeting everybody and like people coming yeah. into the the ceremony and venue and things like that and we can't do that if we're stuck at someone's house because they're 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 not getting ready on time um so we'll say in the pre-wedding um pre-wedding call you know um we need we we set a cutoff point of half an hour before yeah like, uh, we need to be at the ceremony half an hour before the ceremony starts now does it take us half an hour to set up probably not right but like setting that cutoff point gives in our in our sort of minds gives us gives them that target like everything needs to be done getting in the dress reactions um you know any shots by a window that you want in your dress and flat with flowers or anything that all needs to be done in time so that we can get to the ceremony area at, at, at half an hour before the ceremony yeah so we can set up and get shots of your guests and stuff and we say if you're any later than that we are gonna miss it and this year it's been such a difficulty to trying to get i don't know what it is whether it's i think it's partially other suppliers don't really understand what we need and so like for for example like a hair stylist or a makeup artist might schedule the makeup to finish like 
40 minutes before the ceremony or something yeah. and that's of that's way too late for them to then get in it and for them that's like that's fine because they can get an address and it's yeah. happy days but they don't understand what we need to do and that's not their fault but sometimes it's just the bride's ready an hour early and she's just yeah. like oh, i can relax now yeah. and it's becoming a real pain point so while we set that half an hour thing if we're like at a venue where everything's happening in one place we might not like obviously enforce it we might be yeah. like oh do you know what Kate, you go and like set up for the ceremony. I'll stay here and get like the the reaction and stuff. But they just won't get like the cross shoot in between the bride's reaction and the father. They'll just get like one over the shoulder thing or something, and that's fine. Um, but sometimes it's not possible to do that. And re- more more this year more than ever, we've had to just be like, you you're too late. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, we can't get anything of you in your dress. And it's only that point where they're like, oh no, like so sad. And it's like, we told you before the call, it's in the contract. Yeah. We've told you multiple times this morning. Like, how you just been knocking about? Yeah. And and I know that it's a wedding and these things happen, but I feel annoyed and frustrated because I've set all the expectations and I want you to have the best film possible. Yeah. And you're annoyed and frustrated because you've hired a videographer who's not there to capture anything that you think is important. But I think at the same time, though, you say you've done, that's the biggest probably thing I think you need to do is set those expectations early enough so that you've laid it out and you couldn't be plain that that's when that needs to happen so that when the schedules are being made for hair and makeup and the rest of it they can go oh no my videographer needs this yeah in my ceremonies this time this is the time I need to be ready and I do find that often the people that are latest are the ones where they get ready at the venue because if you're getting yeah. ready at home the car's going to be there they're very adamant of like we need to the leave driver comes at in, this time yeah. like, we need to leave where if it's at the venue, they're like, oh, I've only got to walk, walk down the stairs and I'm yeah, there. Be, I can literally be, I can be ready at the time the ceremony starts because they've not even thought about the fact they have to be interviewed by a registrar or someone's mm-hmm. going to get them and the rest of it is very yeah. much like, oh, I can just literally, I can be ready, bang on and don't factor that in despite what you tell them. Or also, I was saying this to the coordinator for the wedding, I was like, yesterday, my wedding yesterday was half 12 so they couldn't get into the venue until half nine. So he kept popping by going, are they on time, are they on time, are they on time? Yeah. And they were, immaculately. And they, she was ready early, if anything. Yeah. And he was like, this never happens at a three o'clock ceremony. Yeah. And it's true because everyone gets there still at half nine and goes, oh, we've got ages, we've got six hours, yeah. yeah. So no one does anything in that much of a kind of, a they don't rush about keeping to time. Oh, we lose 10 minutes here, we lose five minutes there, it's fine. Yeah. And before you know it, you're in that last hour and stuff's not been done. Yeah. Where if you're an earlier ceremony, sometimes they're like, no, this needs oh, we we, we yeah. can't afford They've to woken up yeah, early and literally out. it's yeah. back to back yeah. yeah especially when you've got like, loads of bridesmaids or something they all need to get their makeup done they're been up at 5am aren't they exactly that yeah but they're, they're very aware they can't be late because that ceremony is so early and sometimes I think it's although yeah. it's lovely to be at a venue because it means you haven't got to get in the car and drive somewhere or you could set up the ceremony stuff in that little lull between hair and makeup and then go back for the dress yeah sometimes it's it's the very thing which makes it good also is the thing which makes that problem in the first place yeah definitely and I, think, I just feel like it's really sad that this year we've, we've had to do that more often than we'd like and yeah, yeah we are a two-person team but we're a two-person te- team who we say to the couple like in the morning for those important bits we want to be together yeah for like uh father bride reaction we want to be together so we can get re- two really cool angles of that and and you know obviously we've got one car so it's multiple locations we're not i'm not going to leave kate anywhere yeah, you can't, and, yeah. You know, because unless someone offers her a lift, which has never happened the whole time we've been doing it, then well, I'm not leaving her there. We're, exactly, we're going yeah. together sort of thing. So we've had to do that more often than usual. But like I say, we've set expectations and we have got it in a contract that like it does take us this long to set up. So if you want us to make sure that we capture the ceremony in the best way possible, then we need to, sort yeah. of to be there at this time. Um, and actually these means quite, uh, quite nicely along to the wedding contract that I... I've got finally yes, a website that yes, I'm talking to Yes, we're talking about it. Yeah, go, go forth and market, market this. Sell, sell yourself. <laughs> this episode yeah. is sponsored by me. Um, 
And rightly so as well. No, yeah. So a few episodes ago, I mentioned that I was sort of changing my contract into something that I could sell to other videographers um, as essentially a videography contract template. Um, I had it written by a solicitor in 2020 after some just really horrible situations that had happened, which made me think I need to define exactly what time I need to do this, exactly what night time that needs to happen. I need to define that people need to tell me before the speech is going to start or, yeah, you know, and exactly what uncut ceremony means. Does it mean from the moment the first guest walks in, that kind of thing. So, oh, wow. The, so is that level of detail in there? So literally there's no stone on turn. Yeah, because the biggest, yeah, because the biggest complaint I ever got like the most intense complaint I ever got was because someone thought the uncut ceremony was from the moment that first guest walks into the ceremony room until the moment the last guest leaves. So they wanted that. That's insane. Which is, yeah, it is insane. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But because I wasn't covered for that. Because you hadn't stated that in yeah, the contract. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, the details are very minute and the solicitor did say to me, you're like, are you sure your clients are going to sign? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, um, but I was like, no, it literally just covers the expectations. I say, yeah. I tell clients it's more like an FAQ. Like, oh, what happens if this happens? What happens if I'm overrun for this? And things like that. So yeah, so we got written by Slizzitter um, in 2020. He explained all of the points, all the legal bits that you might not understand. Um, and it has covered us for, it covers you for pretty much everything. Equipment damage, damage to you, feeling safe, you know, definitions of what you, um, what you include in the packages and things like that. Anything like all your cancellation clauses, and there's a lot of thing going around. Oh, you can't you can't charge for cancellation, or you mm. can't like the stuff that he's written is stuff that he said. It's he did say this. Lizard did say that it's it's down to the the judge or yes. whatever. Like it, it, different people will say different things are fair, but our con the cancellation um, policy that is included in this contract was deemed to be fair by the solicitor. Well, I think the biggest thing is again you've gone to a professional in yeah. this stuff and got that written in the best legal language to cover you for all of those things where like a lot of people's contracts are still borrowed from somebody else's or they're a re real simple template yeah. and leave a lot of room for interpretation for you to hone in on that yourself. Or it's and, a generic one or it's a photography yeah. one that's been, that's been sort of adapted, but this has been written from scratch to include everything that from years of experience and you know a couple of hundred weddings that i've had every single pain point of oh, and sadly going, probably oh, a few complaints that yeah, they yeah exactly. I, I know that probably some of the the biggest things that have been added to my contract over the years are only when that's become an issue i've gone oh i need to explain that some more so yes. if you've got like yeah. those in the contract as well if you're someone that's starting out in this world that you've not hopefully and you won't ever in, in, encounter some of the things yeah. that it covers you for the fact that it is laid out in there but and for couples to read and sign before they book you that's got to be that's, gotta yeah. be, that's, 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 that's why it's an FAQ because a lot of the time the couples won't think about certain things till afterwards like if they come back two years later and go oh can we have this footage it's like well that's been deleted for us we tell them it gets deleted after 14 months I think it doesn't Yeah, but like we don't want to just think we don't have in to in case you lost the hard drive or yeah, yeah, as exactly. well yeah um, so we say we'll keep it backed up for 14 months and after that there's no guarantee that if you come back it's going to be there basically but anyway, so yeah, so I'm now selling this, selling this contract. It's all templated, so you can just search for company name and then replace all of the text of your company name and you'd be done. Obviously, you want to read for it and make sure that all the points relate to you and yes. that you agree with them and things like that. But it also comes with a guide that explains each point, what it means, what it covers you for, what it doesn't cover you for. And there was this lizard offered a lot of advice in terms of like, 
a lot of things in a contract are subject to the approval of a judge, basically. Yes. Like if they took you to court for it, you would have to explain, you know, why do you need to be let know 15 minutes before the speeches? Yeah. Like, is that but really you would thing? know that as a working videographer. And, yeah, yeah. And also I think having the guide with it, it means then that if your clients ever push back on some issues or go, I don't understand the terminology behind this point, yeah. you've also got some some leverage there to go, no, it just means this. Because you don't want people to go kind of scare people with it. But at the same time, they on both sides, you need both to say that you're protected. Yeah. And that is very clear about what you are going to deliver and how you're going to deliver that from yeah, yeah from both sides and it's, it's funny enough like i haven't needed to refer anyone to the contract since you know yeah. you know that oh if, if you look at the contract it actually says th this, this. Yeah. Like, i've never had to do that to a, a couple since i got it but obviously before that if i had that contract i would have either that couple wouldn't have complained, complained yeah. about the uncut ceremony and what it was or i could have just directed them in that direction so actually yeah it's been really helpful it comes with a guide explains every point you can change it how you want to um and yeah, it's available on the website. So I'll put a link. So is that you're gonna link it? Yeah. Pod. So wherever yeah. you do it, yeah. Wherever you're watching this, there'll be a link in the description or where the other links are. So you can go and check that out and see if that's something that you want to buy. Yeah. Well, exactly. I think I might as well. I've got my contract. I've had for a good few years now. Yeah. Um, but I still think there's the. I always think there's room that it could be better, or maybe now that you've gone through some of those points, that mine's probably remarkably vague <laughs> compared to. I feel like we should. We should. Um, we should have a look to see because I know Josh is interested in having a similar one that I've. Because I've he did some work to mine to make sure it yeah. was like what applicable for photo as well. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, yeah, I wonder if we can change this into a photo one because a lot of it's a lot of it's crossover. Yeah, a lot of it's always say so certain deliverables and certain yeah. tech bits. But for, I mean, the bones of it in terms of business practice and stuff, I imagine would be largely, yeah. largely the yeah, same. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like there's a there's definitely a way we can change that same contract into a photo contract and try try and get. Yeah. try and get you on it yeah it gives not so that's, that's how we yeah. go so yeah that, that's really useful so to have those things those expectations laid out and like we were saying i think i always try and use that kind of bit in the middle of prep as things are starting to come together to kind of yeah just kind of assert your kind of knowledge to kind of help things keep keep things on track and i think the other yeah. thing that i do as well which i've put in my note here is i also make then what's um, essentially known as a crap corner so all of like the bags from the dresses or the odd bits of the open suitcases like the hold all like the yeah. Sainsbury's bag which has got the snacks for the morning in it and all that stuff is normally littered throughout the entire room and I always try at that point then to go okay find me a corner that I'm not going to shoot at. So if the brides get ready in front of me, I'll stand with the crap corner behind me. Yeah. So if reactions happen, brides get in their dresses, no one's like open suitcase. So there's not like someone's underwear from when they've got yeah, changed, yeah. just hug on the back of a chair and try and spend five or 10 minutes then to just kind of scoop all that stuff up and get it pushed into one place. Or if there is like a second room, if you get ready like a suite type thing, shove it all in one room and shut the door on it and then say, and almost you're doing the bride a favour. So if she's getting her hair makeup done, you've made this space when you've shot details, I always try and then to try and leave all the details together as she's given them to me where I'd like her to get ready. So yeah, when they true, go, yeah. oh, what am I going to do? I go, well, your dress, your dress is hanging up there. Your yeah. shoes are there. Your perfume's there. All you've got to do literally is walk into that space and get ready. It's a headspace thing for them as well because once you've cleared the room, it's like yeah. the first thing you do normally when you walk into a room is the bride goes, oh, sorry, it's really messy. You're going to yeah. be able to do it sort of thing. And it's like they're worried now that their photo is going to turn out. Yeah, right and they always go. think then at that point, the bridesmaids think you're great because you've helped them tidy up. Yeah. But you've made a good scene or you've set a scene in that space that they've had because sometimes they can be really lovely bridal suites at venues yeah. and when they just get stuff littered with rubbish through them yeah, they don't look that great and you've you turned up halfway through prep as well they've been yeah. there for a couple of hours before you turned up so they've already made it like there's already a half eaten bagel on one side exactly and, and some, it's, it's yeah. surprising that there's those little things Or so once you've made that scene I always then at that point I always say look I don't need to watch you physically get into your dress yeah. and I always make sure I have that kind of verbal with the bride or whoever's helping her into her dress is literally once that bride is 
in her dress and all the bits I don't need to see are covered up. If you're lacing her into it, zipping it or whatever, yeah. someone yell me first to get me back in the room. Oh, this is another thing I'm having a problem with. Like trying to get people to actually call you. Yeah. I've had a few issues where I've I've been stood in the corridor of a hotel room yeah. and you can hear the bride and go, oh yeah. And like kind of reacting and this yeah, and that. Yeah. And when you open the door, they're fully dressed. They're fully dressed. They're zipped in. They go, oh, what, do you, what, what do you want to do? Yeah. And I go, and, but you can't stop that. I think, that, I think I would still feel particularly as as a male that if I was going to try and ride out that documentary approach of just being stood in the corner while they're getting dressed, I would yeah, still you, feel a little bit awkward about that. Um, yeah, but it's like when you say, oh, like let me know before you get yeah. zipped up or whatever. And then you come in, they're zipped up. They're veils and necklaces yeah. on you well like, sometimes uh, I have had a couple of instances where the bride's just gone oh, I don't care if you stay yeah. like, and, yeah. I've, and I've just been there again I don't take any, any pictures of that it's just you know that you are in the room then or if there's a way that you can actually like hide in the bathroom or around the corner or something like that once, I'd rather like, that than literally be yeah. Know, where someone has to physically come and get me. I'd rather be within earshot so I can yell. Yeah, well, so you, you can just turn around and, and like, turn right, okay, and get we're that. good to go. And they should rely on the fact that, that you are a professional and you're not literally standing there trying to get pictures of the naked or whatever. No. You're there because you need that moment. But it's better that than be in yeah. the corridor completely out of the action because you need to, yeah, yeah. Like, and someone might not understand specifically a bridesmaid why you need to be there to capture like that yeah. last bit. I think that's yeah, it. Like, you know, you market yourself as a professional and that's it. I've always been very, if anything, I think maybe as normally when you're, but you're the only guy in the, in the room of like yeah, eight or yeah. 10 women, I'd rather be that person to go, nope, I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to step out. Yeah. Because sometimes you get worried looks from like bridesmaids thinking, I need to get ready. And you're just kind of still kind yeah, of here. I always say really early always days, kind of, I'm going to step out yeah, when you guys get ready. And re set so, that yeah. expectation to yeah. go, this is the deal. Look, I'm not trying to kind of stand here with my camera to get yeah, anything, yeah. but I, I do need this bit. So if you would have the common, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be the polite person, step out while you get changed. Yeah. Can you at least return that favor to me and make sure that you do come and shout me yeah. when those buttons are being done up or those. That's why it's helpful having Kate yeah. actually as well because most people don't mind Kate being there. I do think, feel that as well that sometimes with female photographers, I do wonder if they do find that slightly easier yeah, to kind so, of feel that, that they stay in yeah. the same way that when we go to groom prep and there's like the groom wander around his boxes, right. yeah, that's yeah. probably marginally less awkward than if you were a female photographer maybe, I don't know. But yeah. So I think that's the main thing to say is make that kind of crap corner, have everything kind of shoved away and then always try and say as well and one thing that I always find that I often have to do is when I come back into that room and they're getting zipped up is the window's there with the window light and they're facing away from it and you kind of go oh can you literally just shimmy around so like the bride's facing the window so you get that kind of like front lit kind of window shot yeah. while the zip's being done up and then obviously I would I really try and push at that moment to try and do a window portrait as yeah, well same yeah if I've got time that that's like the yeah. last ditch thing for me if I'd for window portraits it's like if if they're before the half an hour that I've said I'll do the window portrait yeah. if not I won't because I know the photographer probably has I mean part. that's kind of yeah how it lines up for me it's normally I'll say oh bride's going off normally with mum to get in the dress while I'm waiting outside I'll say to the bridesmaids oh, it's probably time to get your flowers out the water now yeah. and me and the maid of honour mission getting the flowers out drying them off and doing that tipping the yeah, water yeah. down the sink again kind of being that helpful person and then you're waiting for the yell from mum or whatever you come in do that and then hopefully by then you've dried the, the bride's bouquet off so you can take it in with Ready you when go. you go to do the, yeah. that stuff. Then it's like, oh, literally, while you're here, there's your flowers, get them at the window and kind of, again, use the curtains as kind of a light modifier. If it's a really bright day, just close yeah. them in to give you a strip of light onto the bride or, you know, however you need to do it. But I always, for me, that's kind of one of my must-haves from prep is I always love to get that window shot because I think if it's a windy day outside, it's before the bride's hair blows or her dad sees her and she cries or whatever. If like, everyone wants to look perfect on their wedding day. Yeah. And I think that kind of framed 
bridal portrait that is, is arguably yeah. the most perfect they're going to look like their flowers haven't wilted yet everything's completely fresh their dress the, is out of yeah. the box yeah, yeah everything they haven't lost an earring on the yeah, dance floor yeah. yet and I was trying like to get that at that point um, and sometimes I've even had brides where they've Pretty ones that maybe so maybe are slightly less confident or more self-conscious, and you go, "Oh, you look amazing!" And they're, "Oh, I'm not so sure." And they because they've they've been shoved into their dress, they've had this done, they've probably yeah. barely had a chance to walk past a mirror. Yeah. And sometimes I've even said to the couples, "Oh, do you want to see?" And like show that I had one bride, and you could tell like she looked amazing, but she really you could tell she kind of wasn't feeling it in herself. Mm. And it was in a really cool venue that had like a window, kind of like a skylight. The light was amazing. Yeah. Shot this kind of portrait of her, and just literally showed at the back of the camera, and you could see it was like. Oh, oh, that's me. It doesn't look like me. Oh, that's amazing. And almost yeah. like that kind of crusade, she hadn't had a chance to that even look at herself her in the mirror. Yeah. She'd kind of, she really felt like herself as a bride then and felt, oh, yeah, I do look really good. And kind of, it really kind of raised what yeah. she thought she looked like from inside when she could see that from another perspective really helped give that lift. And then at that point, I think after that window portrait, then I would then probably get the bride to kind of in a normal dynamic of room turn round. So I've got the window behind me, bride in front of me, and hopefully the door in front of her. Yeah. So if you want to yell in dad's or yell in bridesmaids to do kind of reveals, you've that that as they walk through that door, then they've got the window light on their faces. Yeah. And I've got kind of the outline of a bride in my foreground to kind of tie that reaction to something. You know? Yeah. I think that's really good as a um as a solo photographer to get like that shot is obviously the main thing. Yeah. Um we always try and get both shots as a so this is quite difficult because as two people if we're both there we always try and get the shot of like the bride and a shot of the dad and then we'll just sort of like have that have them both cut between yeah. each other in the video but so photographers obviously love to stand behind the bride yeah. so it's always been a bit of a thing for us like oh, if you can take one shot. step even further back just like and then we can because we can cut certain yeah. bit out of it like I've even done them sometimes where I've missed it outside the window. If the yeah. room's been that small before, I've even yeah, done yeah. it where literally I've just got them to open the window yeah. and I've literally stuck my head through the window to the bride's there and yeah, then yeah, coming in play. just yeah. so you're not in the room. Just if, sometimes you're in a particularly tight space. Sometimes you need to do all well. you can. It's quite nice to get the bridesmaid's reaction, but then the bride's standing there like looking all like, yeah. oh yeah, that's really cool. And then they're going for a hug and things like that. Because sometimes you can find that bridesmaids are far more emotional than dads Most are you Most either get dads that do kind of crumble and have a little tear or they literally open the door and go you look nice yeah yeah oh. and then walk in there's kind of no reaction not that I, you know i don't want to kind of force a reaction out of anyone but still the kind of the idea of that moment is either a huge beaming smile or a tear or something not just a like yeah a nod but i find where, because bridesmaids are younger they kind of usually younger they kind of know what's going on with yeah. photo and video and ha like some of them like sort of dramatize it a little bit you're gonna kind of go oh and yeah like they're really built for that reaction more i think yeah. yeah whereas i've got a lot of father of the bride specifically this year who'll come in they'll be like oh you look amazing they'll go stand next to the bride then they'll turn and face the photographer and just smile yeah and they'll think they've got to yeah, almost like, try and turn the bride around and put their arm around it if yeah. you're looking for that like kind of just like yeah and the like, no, photo of, just have yeah. a moment together don't look at us like and i guess and it's the dad's like excuse me like, yeah like in the airs of tradition that would be the like you know like dad and daughter photo before yeah, they go down the aisle, the aisle and yeah, yeah. Like, or, or they don't want you to see that they're emotional because they're too proud or whatever and it's it's, it's hard trying to hold that back sometimes yeah. but and i feel at that point then if I need to dash to a ceremony at that point where they're kind of doing that, that's the point that I need to grab my bag, say my goodbyes and be like, see you at the other yeah, end of the yeah, aisle and go it, yeah. rather or jump and run to my car yeah. or whatever or say get down to the ceremony and hopefully that still leaves them enough time that they've got five minutes to kind of have some time photo free with their bridesmaids and thing or get, you know, yeah. have that last glass of fizz or try and entertain going to the toilet in their dress for the first time or drying their tears if that's been emotional or something before they're off to their interview or down to the ceremony or... 
or yeah. whatever. One thing oh, I forgot to mention was letter readings for for video. Oh, for video we now encourage huge. people to do yeah. to do letter readings, um, and the reason we encourage people is because sometimes. Like we love to cut bits of the ceremony and bits of the speeches out and things like that. But sometimes the ceremony will be like a very quick, like six to eight minute bash yeah. it out, no readings. And sometimes people just aren't confident enough to do speeches so the speeches will be too short. So if we do like a letter reading, we know that we've got some content of them talking really nicely about each other. And Not only is it a nice moment imagine. for them. And yeah, yeah. So we say to brides like, your your voice is not going to be in this film at all unless you do this letter reading unless you're doing a speech or something or their own vows which a lot of people don't yeah, or your own vows yeah. Which, yeah yeah of course there's vows and ring delivery and stuff but we tend to skip that sort of stuff for the main films anyway like yeah. we might we might do the I do's but like the bride's voice doesn't get a lot of a feature in a in a wedding film because of the traditional speeches so we say oh you know we recommend you do letters we put it in our questionnaire. Um, which gets sent out six weeks before, like you say, are you doing letters? And then we put in brackets recommended for video. Uh, some people just say no. Some people say yes. Some people are like, what is this? And then we, like in the call, we'll be like, right. So yeah, this is a good way for you to get your voice across. This is a way for you to talk to each other, um, talk to each other in the morning, like send a little message yeah. to each other in the morning. And um, this is also, it can also help your film. It can get the bride's voice in it um yeah we so we say all those things and like generally people are like oh it's a really cool idea i guess as well it's, it, it gives them an opportunity and i can probably speak from knowing how i'd feel is that i would probably open up or be more sentimental or romantic in a letter that i know was going to go yeah. to my future wife that's the last rather thing I was than, rather than what yeah. i would say stood up in a speech yeah with, with 80 people watching me or even if i did my own vows you know people write their own vows you still think that moment's kind of that but i still kind of feel mm. there'd be they almost like an emotional barrier where yeah. I've always felt like I was writing a personal letter to my wife that you could maybe afford to be a little bit more kind of romantic. You know, That's the other that. thing we say to the groom is that like you might be able to put some things a little bit more personal in here. Like a lot of people, they call each other by their like, you know, their names like that they call names, each other, their pet it, yeah. names. Yeah, yeah. And, and you get that much more natural thing than like the groom standing up and ready to speak that he's found on Google or something because a letter reading, a letter is generally just a bit more conversational between them. Um, and just from a videography perspective, like we hold those letters sort of hostage because we, we did them for a while and then people were reading them without us getting there. So what we do is we go we go to bride prep, we take the letter immediately, put it, yeah. um, the one for the groom and put it away. Um, and yeah, so we say like, keep hold of each other's cards so you can't read them and we'll take them both. You're the messenger deliver, in that we're the deliver, Yeah, the people who deliver it so that it doesn't get read out. So I feel like that's been a really good technique for us. I did that at one of those same sex weddings I was talking about. They said that to me, they messaged me a few days before the wedding I was like oh look you know we're staying over at the venue the night before we've got gifts for like each other we were thinking of doing them the night before but then we realised you're not going to be there yeah. to kind of yeah we'll kind of exchange them before we part ways type thing more or less you know we want the gifts but you're not going to be there we really want those reactions photographs so I did the same thing it was like well I'll come to each of you in the morning and kind of play messenger so you will have that moment yeah, for yeah. it and I think definitely that wedding was still the most emotional kind of one where they were reading these letters and their bridesmaids were like hugging them and kind of they were sobbing as they were reading it and stuff and and that yeah, was yeah. much more powerful than it would have been if it's just oh it's gifts oh, but no, they're, they're, yeah, they're wearing the bracelet that, that their partner got them when the time you got there or yeah. the card's just on the side and I might get a photo of it like on the nightstand or whatever. reactions are so important to that sort of thing and whenever I get an inkling that like 
in throughout the day that, that's what continues the whole like oh if something if i think something's gonna happen without me or whatever i might just like sneakily do something so with the speeches for example if i get a feeling that we're not set up properly if i get a feeling that the, the venue about to announce the speeches and we're still setting up even though we've told them like we need time i'll be like oh can i just grab that microphone for something they give it to me and i'll just yeah. run away with it and i'll just let kate set up for a bit and they'll be like looking around for the microphone <laughs> <laughs> so they can't so just, speeches. But they can't start it without it so i'll, I'll be like oh, oh you yeah tape your Thing to, yeah. Well, even if it already is, but I know they're going to start yeah. without us. I'll be like, oh yeah, let me just have a look at that for oh, a second. I'll, sneaky. I'll just yeah. walk away. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just say, think there's the things you have to do there, and in the end of the day, the couple won't notice, and they make sure that you get the best stuff. So, um, the last thing I wanted to mention about prep is it's a good time for photographers and videographers to get to know each other. Yes. And get that expectation, set those expectations down. Particularly, in my opinion, I know you're not like this at all, but in my opinion, for videographers to chat to photographers about what they want i don't i don't know how many other videographers work in terms of in terms of how involved they get in the day but we like to get involved in things like the bridal party shoots we sometimes get involved in like between bits and the couple shoots and we'll you know and we'll get involved in those bits like of the gowns in the morning and things like that and then obviously there's been a pain point we've mentioned previously about the ceremony where like where like the first kiss and where you're getting that from and is are our tripods in the way or whatever so these days I've been going like, oh, where do you want to get the first kiss from? Because wherever you get it from, we'll make sure that we move a tripod out of the way. That's a new thing that we're doing to try and make sure, like, if they're shooting right down the aisle. Okay, and I think, yeah, the, the best thing about that is as well is for, for all the things we've said, is at that time of the day, there are moments to have those conversations where you've got yeah. time. Yeah. So if you said, oh, I need to be here... I would say, okay, well, go set your stuff up in the ceremony room. I need to go and photograph it anyway. So I'll pop along. I can get my wides before you put your tripods down yeah. of the ceremony space and we can have a chat about it in that space yeah. away from the bride sometimes where we can kind of oh, yeah, sort out things say do it away that from, we need to do in yeah. the same way that sometimes when a, a wedding coordinator appears at prep, if it's at the venue and kind of goes, oh, is everything okay? Do you need anything? And they'll more or less kind of beckon you over to talk timings yeah. at the day to make sure their day's going to run to time, yeah. that you've got the same timings that they have. I don't see why yeah, photographers and videographers can't do that then when you've actually got time to have that conversation yeah. rather than rock straight into ceremony, you do something to annoy each other and just think, well, I've spent 10 minutes having this and chat. The rest of the, yeah, yeah. And the rest of the day just becomes a pain point, yeah. basically. Yeah, it can be preparation for us as well as preparation. For yeah, the I feel like you need to know how the other person works. If you rock up and expect the photographer to work around you if you rock up thinking oh yeah i'm gonna follow the the, the couple in with a, in uh, sorry the bride in with a gimbal as she walks down the aisle and expect the photographer to be okay with that like you know there's a there's a very small chance they might be okay with it yeah. if you told them beforehand probably not, probably not but yeah but you know what i mean like but it, yeah you've had you've had you're you've had chance yeah to talk through that and work out a compromised solution yeah rather than it you just barge in in the way that photographer hate you for the rest of the day so he takes a couple off for a couple shoot without telling yeah, you exactly. when you literally could have had this time you know again by getting there that three hours early in the morning you get to meet those suppliers have those conversations yeah. and hopefully as much as we were saying like at the start of the conversation is that you don't rush into that prep like a tornado going, I need this, I need this, I need that. Yeah. You've got time to kind of, yeah, just kind of make buddies, chat to that photographer. Same with the photographer as well. Like I would I would expect the photographer to, to try and be in tune with me as well, which, you know, is something that's quite yeah. important as well. Like there's been times where I've walked in and said hello and just been completely ignored and you're just like, this is going to be a, this is going to be a tough day. But also yeah. again, like we've said I all said the other times, time, like, well, like you said, you know, we talked about the couple shoot on a couple, few episodes ago where, you know, the photographers kept standing behind you when you wanted, uh, behind the couple when you wanted the kind yeah, of yeah. some stuff yeah, with yeah. them is, surely, you know, that bride has picked two people which she, which, you know, she, she wants to capture or they want to capture their day. 
sure they want you to get on. They they wouldn't want to see that they've picked two people they hate yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And kind of yeah. having that, I think it's really nice to kind of be in the morning and have that kind of bit of back and forth and a bit of kind of yeah, definitely. almost like you're trying to kind of you know talk to the couple and kind of g them up and then the talk the videographer can kind of pipe in and go, oh yeah, I did this and it's almost, way to bring in your funny wedding story. Yeah, so it makes people particularly relax, with bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah. You know, the couple hopefully by the time you get to the day have met you or the bride you've met at least you know online or over, over yeah. kind of chats and stuff two or three times. So they should kind of feel as as comfortable as they're gonna be with you at that point because they know who you are but yeah. essentially you've just walked in on a bridesmaid who's probably sat around in a robe getting her hair done in her pyjamas to an absolute stranger who's never met you before and you've got a massive camera in your hands yeah, yeah. You, I think if anything you've got to work harder to win them over than you have the bride or fit or them to feel comfortable around you yeah definitely yeah. so that yeah. for me is probably half the reason that I love to go into prep yeah but I feel like, yeah, if you're working with a photographer as well, yeah. or, or like a, if you're as a team and you're like having a little bit of like back and forth and chatting to each other and they can sort of hear you like yeah. saying stuff, they can chime in in the conversation. Yeah, because they've got, they're having a relaxed morning. Normally yeah, they've yeah. got a glass of fizz on the go, so they're sat around and some music on. Yeah. Well, they're kind of enjoying that kind of kind of more relaxed favour the morning and you just they just need to kind of vibe off of that and then use yeah. it as a company to all come together yeah, yeah. and I know that like, I try and I'm terrible with names but I always try and make friends with the bridesmaids as much as I can so I know that when I need to do group photos later on it can be like oh Daisy can you go around the others up yeah, and yeah. do this and they're like yeah sure thing Tom and then you're not just you know it's, oh the photographer's like, oh, my case <laughs> they kind of you've, you've kind of you know and by the things that I've said by like helping them out of our window get into my dress oh yeah I'll get you a pair of scissors so you can cut the tags out of this and yeah. all those kind of bits of being helpful it, it'll page you back so much more across the rest of the day and yeah, agree, again yeah. you're preparing yourself not just photographing the preparations of the wedding but you are literally sowing the seeds of things that are going to come back and help you yeah. over the, the, the continuing hours of the day I think building the relationship with everybody in the morning is just as important as getting yeah, the shots even mums and dads and stuff yeah yeah but the amount of time because then they're aware of what time you started as well like the amount of times I've had mums come over at the end of the day and go are you okay my dear you've been here a long time <laughs> yeah oh yeah. do you want me to buy you a drink and that they're really grateful for what you've done and yeah. almost because they've seen you from when you started work not just you're not just kind of and the person hours just, later like hang on. just kind of appeared and yeah. with a camera and started taking yeah, photos yeah. halfway through it's you know you really do get the chance to kind of at those those moments kind of yeah kind of build their trust and yeah kind of assert a bit of yourself in Family it. Family members, bridesmaids, photographers, like wedding coordinators, yeah, like same. even the venue like designers and things like that. Like you know, are quite nice to talk to and stuff. Yeah, because you know, always of, a lot of times, say people that kind of yeah set up, you drop the cake off or does that, you never get to see them. No, they're they're no, gone no. by the time the wedding yeah, starts. Yeah. But to have that little bit of yeah I'll chat and just having a chat them, about yeah exactly yeah it's all good yeah. Amazing. I think that's a good. I think it's a good place to leave it. Wholesome way to and again, finish. I think we've yeah an hour, hour, hour and a quarter. I think it's a good hour place. And a quarter again. <laughs> it's a good place to be. I think on prep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like we've covered, covered. pretty well, and hopefully yeah. there's a few little tips in there, or maybe some things that you didn't do, or you know, yeah. just in kind of terms of timings, or if we can do things because prep is one of my favourite parts of the day. I think I will say that I do really enjoy prep. Okay. Um, so I think if I can, if other people don't enjoy it, hopefully there's something in there which. You know, yeah. maybe you're making it unnecessarily stressful for yourself, and there's something there which can make you enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it's probably a bit of a. And always say yes to the biscuits. That's the thing. If mum comes in and offers you a cup of tea, you always say yes and always ask for a biscuit. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a psychological thing. Actually, people it people is. want to give you people, things. People right? want to, if you go to yeah, someone's yeah. house and they offer you a cup of tea, you don't have to drink it. But just go, yeah, a cup of tea. Would be nice. I don't like, drink oh, do you want tea, this and so that? I'll like the water. <laughs> but whatever. I think <laughs> yeah. it's so nice though. But if, particularly, I get that more if you're going to people's houses. Yeah, people definitely. kind of want to feel the need to host and the you, host. You yeah, kind of yeah. Facilitate that. If you're going to a hotel room. You just like yeah. yeah. 
you might get one of the leftover like <laughs> croissants or something on the corner. But don't you find that's another thing that I found more this year, like breakfast platters at weddings. Yeah. And the amount of time I've gone in, it's been like a fruit plate or like a mountain of croissants that the vet at the venue have brought out and stuff. Well, as like. you know, me and Kay get a meal deal before the yeah. before a wedding, and we'll just eat it in the car before we start the wedding. But I say most weddings this year, we've had our meal deal, walked in, and the couple have uh, and the bride's gone. We've got loads of food oh, left. So you want much some. food? Yeah. And we're like, oh, we shouldn't have eaten. <laughs> shouldn't have but we don't want to trust that that's going to happen at every wedding, so we're yeah. just not sure. But yeah. No, no, that's a good place to leave it. So, yeah, yeah thank you for say, enjoying. Hopefully, you've learned something from this one. I can't guarantee when our next practical episode like this will be, maybe in about another 10 episodes' time. Depends how much you've got to catch um, up on next time. It will depend on time, Next time we do the recording session. Yeah, I'm hopefully... going to Vegas on Saturday. So, oh, yes. <laughs> so, Chris might not even make it back. That's it. If what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's... We'll see. Depending on if these floods continue, I might get swept away. <laughs> if you come back and you're a bit soggy with a canoe or something with you, I know. I'm that... telling you, I've such bad luck with weather. If I go to the desert and it bloody floods so I'm going to be fuming <laughs> oh, the amount of money you spend on those holidays again so that'll be our catch up for next time then is stories of Vegas stories of Vegas hopefully yeah. we'll be we'll be almost at the end of September by the time we record next yeah so hopefully the wedding season might have started we might be in a bit place of a bit better sanity and less tired by then yeah I've got none in October so I'll be I'll be pretty chilling <sighs> I think October's one of my busiest months is it <laughs> I think it's one or the other for a lot of people yeah, I think I'll, yeah. I'll say one I think I've got about five or six I think in October yeah. so that's nuts yeah same <laughs> anyway I hope you right. enjoyed it I Thanks hope your summer treated you well and we will see you in the next one in the next one